and welcome back to another exciting episode of Imagine Akasha. My name is Tom Fry. This is Nancy Valling. How are you, Nancy? Hello, everyone. I'm doing well. Good. And who do we have with us? A wonderful young lady here. Her name is Lonnie Renee. And uh, you said you're a spiritualist. Yes, I am. Tell us more about that. I know it entails a lot of different things. A lot of different things. I always say I'm a spiritualist who wears many hats. Um, I'm an alchemist. I'm a reader, psychic, healer, medium, teacher. Someone said you do exorcisms. I do exorcisms. So if I have some lower intestinal issues, could you, because I have many friends who would say, please do an exorcism on his lower intestines. So yes. we, yeah, can that be done or is that more of a dietary thing? Both. <laughs> Sometimes we have little demons in the stomach. I might have some in there. Yes. It's not uncommon. So how do you know Nancy? Nancy and I met at my center. Really? Mm -hmm. And where's your center located? Right now in Wheat Ridge, but I'm actually moving to Uptown Denver. Okay, so yeah. Wheat Ridge, Colorado, for those who are listening uh, for overseas or other places, uh, mm -hmm. Wheat Ridge is about, what, probably 10 miles outside of about Denver? About 10 miles, mm -hmm. And uh, you're moving to the north side of Denver then? Yes, moving into Uptown 18th and Marion. Oh, that's a cool area over there. Yeah. Yeah, that's really neat. Before we get started, you want to tell them your website so they can find you? Yeah, you can find me at LonnieRenee.com or TempleNamaste.com or NamasteMagic.com, whatever you're Temple looking for. Namaste. Temple Namaste. Now, do you do yoga as well? Is that where the namaste comes in or just like that You know, phrase? everyone asks me that. I do yoga and my background is actually in fitness, mm. but it's more of the gesture. Like right. We're looking to bring people into the light side to the good side <laughs> no nancy since you're a yoga instructor for those who don't know what is the definition of namaste isn't it like i respect your practice or something like that How, no what? namaste means i acknowledge the teacher in you you know I as the teacher. the teacher but i always say at the end of my class that the light in me respects honors and adores the light in you that's nice do you respect and adore the light in me um, only, you know, after, only after my <laughs> after she gives you that exorcism. <laughs> Give me five minutes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Lonnie did this DNA activation on me. I want you to describe what that is for our listeners because it's really changed my life since you've done it. So. Wow, that's really <laughs> cool. So, um, as an alchemist, I bring in what we call a DNA activation that was done in King Solomon's temple many, 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 many years ago. And um, the temple, the King Solomon brought, as it was told to me, I studied in an international mystery school, 300,000 shamans, healers, oracles, probably some gypsies, just some very cool, gifted people from all over the planet. And they basically were trying to spiritually, scientifically figure out a way to activate the spiritual DNA in a human's DNA. So we do this esoteric, etheric, energetic. Um, no swabs? No swabs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, modality that, that has the, the power, though it's based on the mysteries, right, of bringing in light to the physical DNA. So as I witness, as I'm sure you witness, the human condition is failing. <laughs> Well, to say the least. <laughs> and so we bring in the DNA activation to wake up the human condition, which in my world is to be godlike. So when you do this, um, Nancy, you, she, she did it for you, right? She did do it for so me. So 
tell me exactly. I mean, you don't have to you know give it specifics if it's a long explanation. But I mean, are you asking questions? Are you because we had a psychic reading that was done here last week, where um, our, our last episode, where this woman came on and she basically was able to hear my father talking to her and told me some things about myself, and and uh, it was almost like she was you know going to a different place to get these. Is it, is it kind of like that, or, or or where are you getting this information from, or? Well, since you don't have a swab, you said <laughs> no swab. No swab. <laughs> um, I am, I would say, naturally gifted with my channel. Always have been, but because I have studied and practiced for so many years, I would say that I have attuned my channel to what and where I need to go. But in a DNA activation, I hook up directly to the hierarchy of light. And the DNA activation has 12 codons. So there's 12 aspects of one spiritual DNA. So, for example, if the first codon is your oneness with God, I'll just channel whatever's coming in. It could be an eagle or it could be archangelic. Um, I think what happens um, to people who receive a DNA activation and whatever information is being channeled into each codon, they know. Like, it is truth. It is wisdom it is light it is universal it is big and we tend to feel so small um but i would say spiritually it's medicine it's a boost but you must have some abilities to be able to pick that stuff up i mean i yeah. I, I, I can't see and I someone's would... spiritual dna i don't think and let me maybe i can but i'm not aware of it well you know it's interesting when i learned the dna activation and a dna reading now that's really cool did we channel yes. the dna okay. yes i had it so that's reading. a whole other ball game but um it took me a long time to feel comfortable doing a dna activation because it was so foreign than what my mental brain would say is even possible would But when you go into somebody's spiritual DNA, you go into the universe, you go into the Akashic Records, you go beyond, you go into the the dimensions. Are you going into past lives and stuff? Um, Past life emanations, which is a little bit of a different twist than the Eastern thought that's taught. Um, In my school of thought, we believe this life is the life to look into. And so if you need to access higher dimensions, spiritual dimensions, they all have to apply to self. And then why? Yeah. It's it's to figure it out while we're here. We got one life we really need to focus on. At least on. one that we know for sure. <laughs> yes. The rest is just like, you yeah. know, maybe. Right. And a lot of people put those eggs in that one basket. I mean, a perfect example would be, you know, you hear about terrorists that, you know, that say, well, I'm if, if I do this suicide bomb that I'm going to have, well, you hope you're going to heaven because otherwise, you know, it may not quite work out for you, you know? Right. And my school of thought would be, you're going straight to hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and, that's, and they're not virgins down there. No, <laughs> you're not. You're not moving much down there. No, and we live among that hell, which yeah. is why oh, it's so yeah. hard here. It's so true. we don't, you know, we don't want people to get stuck there or lost there because it makes our journey here heavier and harder. So. Yeah, I I truly believe we're all one energy. Just having a little different experience. And if you're in the hell part, I'm still affected. Right. You're still affected. Yeah, absolutely. So Mm -hmm. we're just trying to navigate a better way. Yeah, so that DNA activation, I totally recommend to any of our listeners out there. I think you can do it. Over, you the do it over the phone? phone? No. Oh. no. I can do readings, channel. I can do a lot of things over the phone, but the DNA activation 
has to be in your presence. In presence, yeah. It's really... You know, I felt stuff. Was there anything involved other than just the two? I mean, could you do it anywhere? Did you have crystals? Did you have something? No, yeah. So it it is a modality. So it is done the same way every time, though the channeling is different. And it's always um, usually a little bit of conversation because it's such a, you know, it's in, um, it's not your usual spiritual experience. It requires a few rituals. We get the energy going. I tend to use some Young Living essential oils just because I use oils for everything. There's a crystal in the left hand, a grounding stone in the right. I use a DNA wand that was given to me when I was studying in the mystery school, um, and I'm behind the person, and so it's all etheric surgery done with this wand behind into these 12 codons. So, there's so you're, you're standing behind them? Mm-hmm. Do you, if, you ever put up, like, bunny ears above their head because they don't know? You know? No. <laughs> I would. It'd be funny. Um, no, it not. I tend to be extremely sacred. Oh, I would hope so. Right. Especially if you're paying for it, you know. Right. Wait a second. I'm paying for this yeah. bunny ears over there? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I pretty much, when people watch me when I teach the DNA activations, which is actually coming up at the the end of May, I teach it once a year. Um, so you teach this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hand down all the teachings from alchemy. Nan, are you going to learn this? Oh. I'm a little afraid of it, though, to be mm. very honest. Why is that? Because it'll be so, so natural for you. It'd be, well, <laughs> but then I think I have to put myself on a yeah. level that I, I'm... Afraid to go to? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, Nancy, I honor that because it takes a namaste. lot of it takes a lot of namaste and yeah. a, a lot of personal integrity and responsibility really? and absolutely. And, and I think And I'll get there. I fell into that more naturally than willingly. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it does take When you mentioned responsibility, um we had your friend uh Joaquina on and she is a, a shaman. I don't know, mm-hmm. do you know Joaquina? No, no I don't. Well, she um, she talked about the responsibility of it, and it's not something that you just you know go out and say you know I'm going to be a shaman. It's like yeah. people have got to say that you're a shaman, and your community's got to say that. But she's like, it's it's not fun. She's no. like, it's not some, you know, it's it's a responsibility. Yeah. So it isn't you know you. So maybe Nancy's not ready for the responsibility. Well, are you irresponsible, Nancy? <laughs> it's not. It's not that. I I think you yourself have to be healed. Mm-hmm. You can't just start healing people without. Right. And I have some work to do, and I'm doing that work now. Yeah. Well, maybe I should do it. I'm pretty, pretty healed. We should activate you and then do an exorcism. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> On my lower intestines. So let's talk about the mystery schools. What are, are the ma- mystery call- school? Yeah. Well, um, it's. I would say they're universal mystery teachings. Um, my mystery school was, I would say, more open than it is now. I'm really trying to be more selective, interesting based on what you're saying, in the people who come in, because I think a lot of people come in, the ego loves the teachings. The teachings are incredible. They're ancient. They're old. They're magical. They're real. They're alive. They're breathing. And when you receive, right, you're going to change. They're going to change you. And that's probably the accountability and the responsibility um, what about the first, with the first school? So you have your own school now, mm-hmm. but what about when you said that you got your wand at that school that you went to? Mm-hmm. Um, where was that located? My my teacher taught from Japan to Portland. I studied in Canada, Ireland. He actually came to Florida when I had a center there. 
taught us Kabbalah. So I traveled all over to learn my teachings. And wow. I've been studying for over 25 years. No kidding. Mm -hmm. It's probably a never-ending study, I would think. It, it's progressive. Yeah. It, yeah, you have to go. You you To learn, you have to put the time in. Right. For sure. You don't just take like a correspondence course and be no. like, I'm done. No. <laughs> Can I say something mm -hmm. about the DNA activations, though? Yes. It's very interesting how in in ancient times in the ancient temples, like you had to be chosen, you had to be born into a family to receive the teachings or even the modalities. And they, I was taught that the DNA activations were so that you could live longer because you needed to live 150 years plus Merlin, 600 years, just to even obtain the enlightenment. Now, my teacher activated his cat. The cat lived 20 years. So he said, uh -huh. Nan, and Bef I Nan and I love cats. So. But before you do your activations, right, um, know that what you're doing is you're putting in longevity so that you can do the work that you can find yourself and reach enlightenment versus... In the human body and not outside of it. Yes. So, so when, you, when someone activates their cat, does that mean that the cat's not able to do the work? So I, I try not to tell everybody to activate the cat. <laughs> Right? <laughs> you want a great story about yes. it? Okay. So when I lived in Florida, I had a student, an alchemist, who owned a dog bakery. A bakery for dogs? Bakery for dogs. Like okay. biscuits and yeah. cakes. Yeah. And like this beautiful bakery. So she she studied. She got initiated an alchemist, and then we did her first DNA activation. One DNA activation. Within a couple months, she closed her dog bakery and ended up becoming a very successful pet psychic in Florida. Really? So that one DNA activation just like blew her channel open. And I said, well, you were close. You were selling biscuits. <laughs> but <laughs> now, now she, um, yeah, she went into to working with, working with people and their pets, but as a psychic. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what can we open up for me here? <laughs> I'm Let's talk sure. about Let's the see. exorcism. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but who, who needs the exorcism? Is, everybody needs an exorcism, and there's different levels of exorcisms. The human body needs to eliminate physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. We eliminate physically. Everybody knows that. Um, emotionally, we probably need to cry a little bit more and heal a little bit more and, and feel a little bit more. We need to eliminate mentally. That could be your meditation um, it could be conversation, and then for sure, spiritually. What happens when these energies are negative? Physical, food, emotional, toxic relationships, mental, bad thoughts, ideas, um, influences, spiritually, atheism, no connection. What happens is your human body starts to take on a negative vibe, and energetically, we can remove it. And so when things go wrong, depression stomach aches. We know that there is a negative influence and negative energy. So we go in, unlike a surgeon might go into the stomach, we go in and just take away all the, uh, the bad vibes. And that is a very, very old ritual. But, it's, but is it anything like, you know, because a lot of us uh, would think of, when I heard <clears throat> the word exorcism, I, I autom automatically think of someone who's got the, the devil inside them and there's some father from the Catholic Church who comes over and, you know, they have something, they, they're sitting on the table and all right. of a sudden she starts shaking. Right. And, you know, that's what you think well, of. Well, have you seen the movie The Right? 
which is a true story about a priest in where I'm from, Northern California. The right R-I-T-E? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. Anthony Hopkins. And oh, maybe he, I have. He went to the Vatican and was trained an exorcist. Well, he baptized my <laughs> nieces and nephew, and I actually had coffee at Starbucks with Father Gary, and we were talking exorcists because I grew up in in Catholic church and went to Catholic schools, and he was basically saying, when I do an exorcism, I have a psychic, a therapist, and a doctor. And he goes, you just do your exorcisms. Mm -hmm. The difference is he has the ritual, and I'd like to think I've become the ritual by being an alchemist and having deeper training, not just the here's the prayer, here's the ritual. It's becoming the prayer, becoming the ritual, which goes back to the responsibility. Yes. And so, yeah, it's a uh, it's a real thing. I've done very scary exorcisms. I've actually stopped doing exorcisms for the public, and I'll only do an exorcism for somebody who knows me. Oh, I see. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I know you. <laughs> yep. So it can be an easy clearing, right? a comfortable clearing. The youngest exorcism I've done is on a two-year-old whose grandfather killed himself in his bedroom, and the two-year-old would not go into the room. He knew better. And so she, her niece knew me and sent the grandmother and the two-year-old to me. And when we cleared him, he had diapers on. When we cleared this two-year-old, he tackled me. Like he knew we removed whatever made his grandfather. You mean tackled you in a positive way? In a positive (laughs) way, yeah. Because a lot of times, uh, you know, like let's just say that there is a house that has bad spirits or something like that. Yep. Is is that a kind of an exorcism where you go through the house and you kind of make sure that the bad juju's out of there and the bad spirits are out of there? So why didn't you go into that room where the grandpa died? Why did you go? We did. Oh, you did? We did. After we did the exorcism on the two year old. We went to the house. I actually did a lot of house clearings in Florida where there's a lot of real estate. And without a doubt, a house would sell within a week after a clearing. Wow. I did something, and I'm not sure if this is related to it at all, but someone had told me, I was working on the radio in Denver at a radio station, and I I mentioned during my show that I'd moved into this house and my cat was afraid you know, and hiding and stuff, and, and which is very unlike my, my cat, Zumaya. He's just, he's a very outgoing, loving cat. So um, someone said, well, you need to get um, the sage, and then they yeah. told me what to say. So I started going through the house doing this, and Zumaya started following me while I was doing it. And ever since that day, he, is, he hasn't had any, but he freaked out when we moved into that house. He knew. He well, knew. They're, they're psychic. They know, they Isn't see. Isn't that weird, though? He knew that I was clearing it out, and mm-hmm. he actually came out from hiding and started following me around as I was saging. Right. I mean, that's like, wow. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't, wasn't really much of a believer until that happened. When I saw my cat do it, I was like, wow. Well, <laughs> I think our space everywhere, you know, if you have a bad thought and you walk brushed by somebody, you wind up leaving that energy, you know? Just everywhere. So I personally think we're just in a big vat of negative stuff that if we all... Well, everything's energy. So bring your cat and you'll know where to go and where not to go. (laughs) Yes. And it's only because they don't have an ego. That's true. Either do like little children either. That's why our animals can take on our diseases and and take the hit from us. Yeah. It's... 
You know, they, they don't want the clutter. They don't want the toxicity. They don't want the negativity. They want peace and tranquility. We need to be more like them than try to make them more, more like, like us. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I like cats so much because everyone wants dogs to be like them. It's kind of like, come on, you know, follow me here, follow me there, where a cat kind of does its own thing a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Let's go back to the magic school. Let's go back to the magic school. I like talking school. about cats. <laughs> cats. Cats are magical. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Magic school. So yeah. So what courses do you teach? Or you said you're teaching so the a DNA. Myst- a mystery school, first of all, I think it's important to say anybody who's spiritual seeking, who, who right, there's so many disciplines out there. But when you have a mystery school that's magical and what I love about it is it's a mystery, so I don't know everything. So I can actually say, I don't know. And when somebody asks me a question, I don't know. It's, it's within the mystery. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to know because as soon as you define it, it's no longer a mystery school. What is a mystery school? It's about, all about God, goddess, the divine, what we don't know. Why are we here? Who are we? What's going on? Like, do we have a purpose? So, but Does your mystery school have a football team? <laughs> Cheerleaders. <laughs> oh, Cheerleaders. My husband would love you. <laughs> so I'm married to a muggle <laughs> who's watching either the Avalanche or Nuggets right now. <clears throat> Total Broncos fan. But um, yeah, you have to be a seeker to find yeah. the mystery school. And other than religion and dogma and other philosophies or spiritual practices, the mystery school is all about you. So if you do not want to be a participant, if you do not want to change or think differently or feel better, don't don't enter a mystery school. Because yeah. everything comes back. If you're studying alchemy, it's about who you are. If you're studying Kabbalah, it's about how you think. If you're studying shamanism, it's about how you live. If you're studying any type of healing modality, you have to take on that healing yourself. So it's all about accountability, which is really why mystery schools and every other school exists on the planet. Yeah. Because they don't involve the personal being anymore. It's all entertainment or you know, knowledge is knowledge. It doesn't take you far unless you can apply it and master it. Which is why I love the mystery schools. That's very cool. Yeah. I should go to mystery school. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is your, your mystery cat. school. It is my mystery school. Um, yeah, you're being a very good sport. He really wasn't into all of this woo-woo. So are you spiritual? Woo-woo. No. No. Are you, do you believe in anything? I'm agnostic. I mean, I okay. believe that there's something, but it's like I really have to have, I'm more of a scientist, you know, more of a scientist in, in that sense or believe in science where I, I have to see something in order to believe it. Like when I saw the cat respond to me with the saging, right. then I believed it. Right. And when I was once, um, there's this hotel downtown Denver called the Oxford. Have you heard of it? It's a haunted hotel. Supposedly one of the most haunted right. hotels in, in the country. And I stayed in the room where there's a double murder-suicide that took place. Yeah. And it's they will not let certain people stay there because the, everyone, especially a guy by himself, sees all kinds of stuff. And sheets get pulled off you when you're sleeping. And so I stayed there with a friend of mine. I stayed in the one room. He stayed in the other room. 
because he had a room and he was in town for business. So I'm like, well, I want to crash on the couch because I heard this place is crazy, this room. So, and, and in the middle of the night, you know, all of a sudden it's like I, I literally felt something there and there's like everything started shuffling in the room as if someone were like taking their hand and dragging it across uh, the table where the keys moved, my wallet, you know, like my bottle of water fell over and it, there was someone there. You know, and I opened my eyes and there was no one there. And then I heard a knock on the door and it said security. And I went open the door. There's no one out in the hall. So I had to see that and hear that to really believe it. Right. So that's where I am spiritually. Now, so that's actually um, kind of how I got started on my spiritual path because I, I lived in an old Victorian home in La Jolla, California for oh, yeah. six Jolla, years. Nice. And I called her Victoria, but the house was haunted. And... The house was going to, and this Victoria was always chatting with me, whether it was on the phone, through the TV. Like, Could you hear voices or was it just like, just like um, buzzing Things happening. Stuff? I felt like I was being taught and I felt like I really needed to pay attention. So when the house was going to go up for sale um, at the time, you know, they were building duplexes and stuff. And it was going to just break my heart if they tore this beautiful Victorian down. So... The doctor, Dr. Spielberg, said, whatever you do, don't tell a real estate agent anything you know. And I said, well, why? <laughs> so then after the fourth um, uh, inspection failed, the real estate agent was just sitting there. I was like, do you want me to tell you what's going on? She's like, please. I said, the only way you're going to sell this house is if you deal with Victoria. She goes, who's Victoria? I go, Victoria is the mother of the four brothers that built these four Victorians on the corner of of Fern Glen in La Jolla, California. And man, she's the boss here. So she said, well, could you please talk to Victoria for me? And I'm like, sure, yeah. What what do I get out of it? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, the next buyer paid cash. Inspection sold. He made more money. And I actually just visited the house last year. He still lives there? No, a professor from, I guess, UCSD bought it. But they didn't tear it down. They didn't build. And does this professor <laughs> still have experiences with Victoria? That was the doctor who sold. Dr. Spielberg sold the house. So I've never met the people who live in. Oh. But at least I know she's okay. Yeah. So that, that now, y like you, I would say I'm definitely um, agnostic. I'm, I'm a believer, but I'm a doer. I'm a practicer, right? Like, I, I walk my talk. Um, but that fascinated me, and I started questioning. A lot of people, it entertained. For me, it reached just the core of my being, like, what is going on here? And I was very practical. I mean, I have a degree in health. I was a personal trainer for years. Like, my I'm from Silicon Valley. Like, you, you're not spiritual when <laughs> you come from Silicon <laughs> Valley. But everything led me to the next thing, whether it was an acupuncturist or a reflexologist. So, you know, I think you have to, you have, to have a bigger question to be truly a spiritual person. Well, that mean, does that mean I'm spiritual? Because I have a big, I have a lot of questions about it. You know? Yeah. I but think I don't think that I'm investigating them as much as, you know. Like me or something. Right. I, I mean, a lot of people yeah. will investigate those mysteries or, you know, or. Because it all starts with a question. But the there's one question. Who am I? 
Dum, dum, dum. That's the question. <laughs> but who right? am I, you mean? Who are you? Who am I? Who are you? What are you? Right. Why are you here? Where did you come from? Right. And I always tell my alchemist, it's not in the driver's license. That's like boring. Right. Who cares? Your right? birthday. Now it's just what color your eyes are. Mugshot. Right. Right. So you have to you have to want to be a more dynamic, interesting person. I do think when people get older, though, or or and, and they're maybe facing death. I know, for instance, that well, my mother. You know, she's she's turning seventy one, and she's starting to. Although like, you could never tell. No, she she's... looks like she's fifty. People think we're like a couple. You actually <laughs> kind of look. There's sometimes when I'm talking to you, I kind of you kind of look a little like. Wow. Her. Yeah. I have to meet her. But anyway, no, but she, you know, she gets to a certain age and she's like kind of wondering what, what else there is. Yeah. And, uh, and and my father, my, my real father, who's, who's passed away, when he uh, got a terminal disease, all of a sudden he became more spiritual and he kind of wanted to know what was going on. He wanted to, quote, make good with God or for the, you know, or the things that he right. had, you know, done maybe bad in the past. So it's a, it's sad that we have to come to there, you know, for a lot of people to decide to look forward as opposed to doing it while they're young and healthy, and uh, maybe that's the best time to do it. Well, I think everybody finds, the, not everybody, but it's it's more likely you're going to find it through pain and sadness and disaster. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if we were to go back thousands of years ago, there was less pain and disaster because they had more of a connection. Think of the the Native American people. I mean, they were a very, very sacred people. They lived a very sacred lifestyle in balance with both heaven and earth. Until the white man showed mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> with his liquor <laughs> and <laughs> disease and, and gambling. And, and whores. <laughs> yeah, whores. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you know anything about the 3D and now we're moving to 5 now the dimensions yeah the dimensions well the dimensions are there's 12 dimensions just like there's 12 codons there's 12 months there's 12 i mean 12 is a very important number um they're there it's just they're not being accessed now there are three veils that keep us basically ignorant to enlightened we believe as metaphysical people that two veils have slipped away so now it's interesting. We have more topics, more, we're, we're more enlightened. We're moving faster. And the woo-woo is getting less woo-woo. Right. And so, oh, woo -woo. <laughs> so the dimensions are there. I always say the earth is first dimension. The animals and the plants are second dimension. Our thoughts are third and our emotions are fourth. And most of the human race are like, could you go through that one more time? So the first is earth. Okay. The second dimension is the plants and the animals. Okay. The third dimension is our thoughts. The fourth dimension is our emotions. So most people are under four. Fifth dimension are those who are looking above, like through the the the, the crack of the teepee, right? They're looking. Or as the, the band, the fifth dimension would say, the age of Aquarius. Yes, <laughs> which we are in now. Right. Sixth dimension is beyond that. It's there. Seventh dimension. Is but what's that? But you don't know what those ones are because you said looking out beyond is. is so fifth dimension fifth. would be, think of it, the best language would be archetypal. So we have men and women, boys and girls. But above we might have warriors, angels, um, oracles, 
kings, and those queens. are each dimension going up. The, to that 12? would that would be the fifth dimension. So what about the? You said six is beyond that. So what's sixth that? Sixth dimension is more of like our higher self, which is more of our spiritual self. So we have our physical self, and then we have this soul self. The the fifth self might be like the knowledge of the the greater knowledge of who we are, why we're here, our purpose. Sixth might be that higher self, or what I would call spiritual energy with less physicality. Down here, we're physical with less spiritual. What about energy. seventh? Monad. This is our our spiritual relatives, ancestors, families that have actually never been in physical body and. Don't even get me started on the monad. I think they're up there like just going, what the Don't get hell? her started on monad. She'll be talking <laughs> until the sun comes up. Right? So we have spiritual help. The eighth dimension is where our soul, just soul energies, no, no, no physical energy. So it's more mental and emotion. Think of air and water versus earth. Ninth dimension, you start to move into the hierarchy of light. Tenth dimension, masters of light. Eleventh dimension, archangels, greater beings. Twelfth dimension is Ensof, God, Elohim, goddess. Like, there's a lot we don't know. And there's a lot out there that we can tap into in one breath. I'm one just chilling. I'm just chilling in the third dimension, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, like, it's easier. Right? No, it's not. So can we, can we tap into this uh, during meditation? Yes. Can we tap into this during a lucid dream? Yes. Um, can we tap into it just sitting here? Yes. But how high? Any of them? Yes. Now, it depends on also your state of physical wellness, right? So if there's discomfort, if there's disease, it's going to be very, you're going to channel more the negative aspect. What about a dream? If you're having a dream, like if you're sleeping and you're having a dream. So dream is either your mental processing or something in those higher dimensions is actually trying to communicate to you. But most people don't have the mindfulness to know. They're like, oh, I dreamed. What, what, what did you dream? What happened? Who came to you? What, what, was, what was the information? Did you get instruction? Is, oh, I just had a dream. Really? Well, most of that's, my dreams, though, I don't get instructions why, from them. That's why you should get up and write a little bit. It should be couch. part of your practice. It should be a spiritual practice. Well, you're practice. not asking the questions. <laughs> So you're you, probably you getting would, internet no, <laughs> interference. No, I'm not getting internet interference. <laughs> that, well, the, e, the no, EMF, all are. yeah. But I'm saying if I like, I had a dream last night. I don't remember, you know, a, a ton of details. I did when I first woke up, and I was at this this bar, this restaurant, or someplace like this. And I got up and I came back, and there was all these people that had like taken my seat, and I like so I was kind of upset. So I'm like, I'm like told the bartender, I'm like, I'm out of here. So, you know, someone just took over my seat. I like no place to sit now. And then I started walking out, and then I thought, you know what? I didn't pay my tab. I really ought to go back and give her $10 for tip and for the drink. Then I went back to look for her, and then there was this creepy guy that was was like um – was was bothering her and was like and he was he flashed himself to her and was saying all this stuff that he and, and she was getting disgusted and she was like please leave me alone please leave me alone and I and finally some people grabbed him and I told him I said that is like sexual harassment and that is like assault you were assaulting that woman by showing her yourself and by talking to her that way and then it, that was it sounds like you remember I remember everything and that is earthbound that is earthbound collective kamaloka well, so what are you saying? What's that mean? Earthbound, comma collected. Bleh. Kamaloka, like bars. 
I don't go to bars, though. <laughs> but I'm just saying that was where the dream happened to take place. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm saying, I, I, how, what could I have learned so from just, that? I did the right thing. I, I t- told this guy to leave this woman alone. I did the right thing and went back in and paid my bill. You know, I might have been a martyr by by leaving the restaurant to begin with when someone had taken. But maybe my seat, it but. was maybe it was some higher energy being just letting you know that there's some toxic dark. There's there there's a there's a battle going on down here between good and bad, light and dark, right? Mm-hmm. And so it could be a warning. It could. Be what dimension was I in, though? In your dreams. Yeah. In your dreams. Well, the the scenario was, I would say, second and oh, third. <laughs> Great. Right. <laughs> However, if you you had some good, right, some good, like I keep magic having happen. Dreams of my ex's dogs keep coming, and and spend, and I if wake up feeling like they actually were spending time together. So, so I don't dream. Not at all? I, I go too high. So I go into council and get instructed at night. So there's so when I dream, typically if I wake up in a dream, I know that like I'm I'm too I'm not meditating enough, I'm not connecting enough, I'm too stuck into what's going on in the collective. Because then, right, it's, that's interference. That's the influence of everyone But unless you're lucid you. dreaming, unless you've woken up. And, and you're actually moving your energy out into the other well, realm. I've always thought that when you're dreaming, like lucid dreaming or able to, you know, you, 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 when you first fall asleep, you're not. And then you wake up and then you go into the lucid dream because you're consciously going, you know, going to dream. But if you say every night that when you go to sleep, you don't dream and you're getting taught, then... It sounds like you're lucidly taking your energy somewhere yes. else. Yes, so the more work you do here... But even when you just doze off, like if you're sitting there in front of the TV and your eyes start getting heavy and you kind of fall asleep a little I bit... I don't sit in front of the TV. Well, your, husband, your, husband, your husband's watching the <laughs> avalanche. watching a game. And you fall asleep on the couch because you were... Right. reading and you fall asleep and you're not like you know going down for the well, night and you have a little dream there you tell me you don't have those little dreams no every now and then yes i'll have a little and, you, dream. and, the, and if you have one you say oh I, I, i'm not meditating enough i shouldn't have had that no that my mind is connected more into the collective consciousness versus my own channel my mm. own going right to disposition source. yeah source absolutely so think about if everybody could wake up if everybody was connected to source if everybody could wake up knowing what the day was going to bring or what they needed to do. I don't know. I think we might have a little bit of a brighter world happening right now. Yeah. Yes. I agree. But I can't change. You know, I once upon a time, I think I thought I'll change the world, and now I can only change myself. And the people that come to you? One soul what, at a time. One soul at a time. Yeah. Do you uh, put out who you want to come now? You were yes. saying you were being more selective. Yes. Yeah. So as a... Um, That's for exorcism, so. Well, I think it's for everything, right? Well, I'm considered you a... You wouldn't turn down 200 bucks if someone came in and said, do a... What was the thing you just talked about the earlier? The DNA activation. The DNA, the activation. DNA activation. No, I'll, I'll... But only a certain person is going to come in come, for a DNA if you're, activation. If right. you're dealing with the higher... Right. Levels you can ask them to bring you higher. Even people for souls. readings, you know, I don't get, I would say maybe 15 years ago, I might get a reading, how do I sell my house? Or is, you know, is my husband cheating? Well, there's an answer in every question. 
now I would say I get readings, people who are really seeking and, and wanting, wanting to get better, wanting to progress versus the fortune teller, right? Right. So, yeah, but you, you got to do your work. And then when you do your work, your the work gravitates. Yeah. So, so I, just, I, just, I, I just want the surface stuff. The, Am I gonna so make how money? did we meet? <laughs> <laughs> What's our connection? You and me? Yeah. We just met today. I know, but if there's a reason. Because of Nan and because of, of this podcast. And maybe you're seeking a little bit. Maybe, Maybe I'm seeking a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have a choice. You could have brought in the janitor from this building. And, and, <laughs> and, I, and he went, well, what? So why you did know, you I and think... I meet? Well, because you're sitting in the chair, dude. And I'm like, I got the control board. So if there was a spiritual... Or maybe not even spiritual, just a personal question of if you could ask somebody anything who who would be willing to bring in an answer from anywhere, what, what would you ask? Well, that's tough. That's a really tough question. Well, I, I, I you know, why is there so much, you know, hate in the world? I, w- I could ask a question like, you know, is, is this it? Is there more than this? Um, should I be preparing myself differently? I mean, there's questions you could ask like that. But like you said, we don't really know if, if there's another world or if, if we're going to you know, wake up and this was just a dream, like you've said before, yes, Nancy. Yes, I if, believe that this is a dream. Or if this is a nightmare. That or, we're stuck in. So I, I, that's a tough question. I'd have to get back to you on a specific question, like a, a self a self-gratifying or a self-serving question. I mean, I'm sure I have plenty of those that I could come up with. But, uh, you know, if I had a chance to ask, I'd probably want to ask something a little bit more general just because I think that, you know, that's that's more important for society than just me finding out if I'm going to, uh, you know, have a good year financially or if I'm going to, you know, whatever. Right. If I had well, one question, you know, I'd, I'd have to think Why about is it. there hatred in this world? Who brought that in here? I feel like... We have a human problem, and that if we believe human beings are made up of elements, earth, water, air, fire, body, heart, mind, spirit, and we are overly distracted, we are disconnected, we are not communicating, we are not caring, we are not healing, we are not, we are not evolving. I mean, we're dying. It's like human decay. So we have to ask ourselves why, like what, what is the common denominator? I mean, I would say internet, I would say cell phones, I would say our, you but know. Those, but this has been going on long before those though. Right, but those are definitely enhancing it. Oh, yeah. Right, so if we don't have a greater sense of self or purpose or universe or, I mean, it is, it's different, it's individual for sure, like how we define it or what language we use, but I feel like this massive disconnect. And then you see this human race without purpose, without direction, without goodness, without respect, reverence, devotion. We're losing it. Yeah, big time. And so what would happen for me, my question would be, what would happen if we started to reconnect, if we if we brought that namaste, that, that um, reflection, of each other and that mutual and respect absolutely what what would change i mean would our kids be happier would our parents pass more peacefully would we have 
greater memories and more sacred moments. I mean, these are the things that, to me, life, the quality of life matters. And I have both, I have a foot in the physical world and I have a foot in the spiritual world and, and I balance it all the time. And I have to tell you, the magic and the miracle of life keeps me going. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have checked out and, a long and, time ago. And, and I, I think materialism, too, is, it has a lot to do with it. Um, I, you know, when I lived in Europe, I mean, people that don't have cars, you know, the t- it doesn't matter how big a, t- a TV you have. It's, it's all yeah. about getting together with your, with your friends and sitting at a pub or a coffee shop and talking and right. about art. And th- that, that's what they live for. Right. They don't live for their next paycheck so they can buy something to make themselves feel. And, and it, certainly in America, we are all about materialism. I mean, it's, it's shoved in your face since you're a kid, you know, and you're watching cartoons and you see all these toys that you want. Up until when you're old, and you're like, I'd love to have that rascal scooter. Right. That thing would be nice. Well, it's got a little basket on the front. I think we withhold, too. I think mm-hmm. part of America, we withhold our feelings from one another. People aren't loving and kind um, because they've withheld. Yeah. Well, and we're attached, like you said, we're attached to our things. We're attached to our pride. We're attached to ego. It's not working. No, No, it's not. I mean, it's just not working. I mean, we have to to do something, talk about it in a different way or or offer a a different experience. God, letting go of ego is like maybe the toughest thing in the world, and I— I have a friend, Sean, and he's always telling me he's he's in his late sixties. I know him from my health club, and we work out together. Great guy. And he's he's a he's a, he's a Buddhist, and he's very spiritual, and he's always talking about letting letting go of the ego or, and giving it to someone else. So if someone feels they have to be right, it's just like just let them have that. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like let go of that ego because the ego is really the biggest problem in the world is the ego. Yes, yes, and, and it, it separates r- us. It, it does. It's, yes. it's from the top down. Like everything in the world, you look at every problem, it all has to do with ego here's a perfect example have you heard of the book think and grow rich by napoleon hill no but i've heard one by napoleon dynamite (laughs) you guys are idiots (laughs) so there's this this book it's been right bestseller for probably what was written in 1926 1927 think and grow rich like every you know business ceo person so napoleon hill wrote a book and a year later called Outwitting the Devil. And his wife, who worked for their their Christian church, would not allow him to publish it. It was in the vault for 72 years. Wow. So he had to die, and then she left the rights to her nephew, and his wife wouldn't, wouldn't let, let him it. publish it. <laughs> okay, so, so eventually, in I think it was 2011, this book, Outwitting the Devil, came out phenomenal napoleon hill and he said you can't think and grow rich unless you read this book and that you you be aware of what might be getting in the way of our bliss our happiness our wellness and so it's just it's a different perspective right like we want this but what about this yeah just just contemplate it possibly um what else Anything else that you're doing in the world that we need to tell the world about before we wrap up? Um, I'm I'm here to help seeking souls. I can I can help guide, advise, help nourish, clear. Can you please give us the uh, contact information one more time? Yes, Lonnie Renee at. How do you spell that? L A N I. 
It's R- not Lanny, though. Nope, Lani. Not like the clock tower. It's yep. L-A-N-I, Lani. Renee, R-E-N-E-E dot com. And uh, we just start the journey. We do a reading. We have a conversation. And then, again, I do have the Mystery School of Alchemy, Kabbalah, Shamanism, Ritual Mastery, and High Priestess Magic. Give me an M, Y, S, T, E, R, Y. Go Mystery, mystery School. Mystery School. <laughs> Yay! Well, well thanks, I want, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been great. I wanted to thank Colleen. She has sponsored our podcast. Yay! Yay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Does that mean we get money finally? We get a tiny bit of money to pay for this. Oh, for the space. <laughs> the space. Oh, okay. But thank you, Colleen. Thank you, Colleen. Thank you, Colleen. Um, and I want to do a real calming meditation real quick. Take a deep breath in. Exhale all of your stress from today. And just begin to breathe a little bit deeper into your tummies. Remember, if you're driving in your car, you're just doing this with your eyes open and not closed. And as you breathe, the sense of calmness, a sense of peace, a little bit of wonder starts to move into your thoughts. And a message from your heart starts to take place. It could be a word, an image, a color, a sensation. And as you kind of pay attention to this message, I want you to take another deep breath in. And exhale, holding on to the message that you received from your heart. You're just kind of come back into the room and take that message off with you for the rest of your day. Oh, that's nice. Namaste. 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 This was wonderful. Thank you, Lonnie. Please come back again. Oh, Please. I would love to. We'd love to have you. Anytime. We'll talk extra. Especially when you move closer time. to Denver. Yes. Yeah, it'll be even yeah. quicker to June get here. June 1st. Yay. Yay. Thank Yay. you. Thank you, world. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Imagine Bye. Imagine Akasha.